Just make believe You're a tiny little seed A tiny little seed that's reaching up To meet your need With the right amount of faith And the right amount of earth You'll grow to see the sunshine on your day of birth. Let's listen to the land we all love. Nature's plan will shine upon. Listen to the land. Listen to the land. Let's listen to the Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcasts, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from... The backside of water. The air is always filled with orange blossom smell. Come summertime, the warmest sunshine. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 108 of A Spoonful of Podcast. This is your host, Evan Dickens, here with Mr. Brian Galloway. Brian, how are you, sir? Hi, everybody, I'm good. Hey, Evan, how are you? I'm, um, I'm fine. This is, it's a... It's uh, that that time of year where I'm getting my cold and cough, and I think you are too. So um, please bear with us a little bit, but we'll uh, we'll make it through the episode. Yeah, if you didn't say the warning, I was going to as well. You know, th- th- there may be little periods of, of muting, and we'll edit some if it's too rough. So you know, just stick with us, but we appreciate it. And you know, Brian, a couple weeks ago, as you know, I was traveling for work, and, and this is this is a purposeful segue, as you can see from the episode title. And I started a new job, and so. <laughs> I flew down to Tampa and it was on Monday, actually Sunday, the 25th. I flew into Tampa, rented a car. All was well. Monday morning, I go into the corporate office in Tampa and, you know, shook some hands and all that stuff and walked into onboarding, got out of onboarding about 1220, went upstairs to my boss's office and he said, hey, a drastic change of plans. We're under a mandatory evacuation. Starting at 2 p.m., you have an hour and a half to get out of here. So uh, just head to Jacksonville because Jacksonville was supposed to be the second half of my my trip that week. And so we talked to the executive assistant and she swapped my hotels around. And I pretty much had an hour and a half to go to my hotel, pack up my things and get out of there. Now, the the landscape was very interesting, Brian, because, you know, our good Floridian friends, half of them around the office were you know, carrying coffee cups around, just going back to their desk. The other half were getting the heck out of there. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I guess it depends on where you live and, and your your sense of urgency in matters like this. As you know, homes are built to withstand hurricanes in, in that area. Some are not. Some were worried about the storm surge of this, right? So, you know, I didn't really think much about it or else, I, you know, everybody would have probably told me just to wait and not come. But we didn't know it was going to be this bad at that point. Uh, but <laughs> so I headed to Jacksonville and then lo and behold, Hurricane Ian was heading to Jacksonville. And instead of me leaving Thursday or Friday, which is when it was supposed to hit, I instead left Wednesday. So the, the that whole week I was ahead of Hurricane Ian. <clears throat> it was very interesting, very, very interesting. And I think, you know, the roads were not bad when I left. Tampa, you know, because you think about me, I'm just a a person traveling there. So all I have to do is pack up a hotel room in 10 minutes and hit the road. Yeah, all these other people have to go and make preparations on their houses. And of course, nobody's going to actually get out of there by two. But uh, it was very, very intriguing. And I knew that doing this, I said, we're going to have to do this in an episode soon. 
And just so happens that, you know, here's this episode. But uh, it's very interesting to not only look at not just how hurricanes, but how other things have affected the closing of Walt Disney World Parks. And of course, that's what we're here to talk about. But I had to leave with that story sparking this idea and say just how weird it was, man, just trying to run out a storm. Well, it it is. It is. I've lived through I've had the the horror of living through Hurricane Sandy in New Jersey. I've had a couple of hurricanes, but Hurricane Sandy is the one that really to this day still gives me a bad dream. Um, it was, it was just terrible. My, my house, yeah. my house was rocking. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you rocking. It was terrible. Yeah. Never saw anything like it. But you know, what's funny is that day, the day that you're talking about, we have, my company has an office in Lake Mary, which is right outside of um, Orlando. Not that far. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they, one of the, the, my, my contact there, she's a friend of mine, Nancy. She called me and she said, Hey, guess we're we're gonna be evacuating soon. Um, what do I need to do to make sure that everything's okay? You know, and I'm like, I don't know. You know, be hold on, let me go check with somebody. So I checked with a couple of people, and they said, Oh no, we we have hurricane safe, you know, proof windows there because most of the most of the structures are built in Florida now, especially over the last 20 years, are built after Hurricane Andrew are built to withstand hurricanes, so they should be fine. And we talked about, you know, the computer systems and the network and there was a backup network and, you know, not, you know, just to worry, shut things off, shut things off, but surge protectors can help them. And as long as the windows are fine and don't leave, you know, don't leave anything crazy open, save all your work. Should That's also fine. intriguing. Should be, should be fine. Should be yeah. fine. But then yeah. they evacuated. They got, they got out. They, they, they went. Sure. And, they, um, and then we had to, you know, we actually, on the day they came back, we, um, I was online with them as we got everything back and running. And, you know, guess what? The network went down for nine minutes. Didn't wow. That's so all it went down. But they had a backup and it came right back up. So it didn't matter. Nothing was lost. Everything's fine. Um, but it is crazy. And what, what could have happened, if you look at all the damage that was done, what could have happened could have been amazingly horrible. Um, we're lucky that everybody's fine. And you're lucky that you got out of there in time. And I was thinking about that afterwards. I said, I wonder if Evan has is now. He, I said, he's probably he's probably already out of there. He's probably on his way home. I was making decisions, man. I was I was having to not ask permission, but tell folks what I was doing. I was, you know, I was having to say, look, I'm moving my flight up. I found a flight tomorrow. It's leaving at this time. I'm getting on it. And they said, okay. You know, they're not going to tell you no. You got to stay. I mean, they want you out of there too if it's an option. You know, if they know I live up in central Georgia, they want me to get back to central Georgia, you know? Exactly. So, um, you know, they all made the right calls. They let me make my own choices, and it was it was great. It worked out yeah, fine. I, was, I but, was shocked at how calm this uh, my friend Nancy was. She was like, she was like, okay, just tell me what to do, and we'll take care of it, and, you know, we'll get, th- we'll get through this. And then I found that, you know, then I remembered that she's from north, and she's lived through some of these. She lived through Sandy and some of these things. So she's she's done this before. When you're a veteran, I think, at, at, at hurricanes, you kind of went, you know, hey, they're damaging, and you got to be careful. But take the time and prepare, and you'll be better better off. And look, we had a, we had, you know, we got an email shortly after the events that we had 100%, you know, reporting of workers with our company. But we did have one uh, worker that we've organized a fundraiser for and our company's matching dollar for dollar that she moved down to a little above uh, Tampa to stay with her mom and she lost everything, everything, car, house, everything. Uh, Her mom's on short term memory loss, but you know, what a great company. So we're, we're matching that fundraiser dollar for dollar. So that's awesome. That's going to help her. And it's already up to like 20 grand or something. So, you know, that's good. But I guess long story short, that people have been affected by, by Ian and people have been affected by all, all these hurricanes. And, you, you know, I was going to mention shortly, 
you know, I want to, we have a list here of, of times that the park closed and I'm just I'm not going to go any particular order, like order of dates or anything. Cause I want to really save one for last, which was kind of the, the day of the, you know, definitely America stood still, but um, Irma, you know, you talked about the hurricanes affecting you, Brian. Irma yeah. is really the only one recently that has affected us in Georgia. I mean, you know, we had, we didn't have the hurt, you know, by the time that Irma came up through Georgia, it was really the gusts that got us right. And that's what gets most people is the gusts. Cause you may have, you know, sustained winds of 30, 30 miles per hour to 35, which is still a lot, but these gusts, man, were like 60, 70, 75 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, you know, we were just in our house and you would just hear like, it sounded like someone like it's just outside, like a giant just pushed up against it. You know, when that gust come through, those trees would bend, you know, it was, it was definitely cleaning up a lot of debris, but it was, it was very unnerving. So for Irma in 2017, they closed early on September the 9th and they closed on nine, uh, 10 and nine 11. So they, they closed on those dates in 2017 for, for Irma. Um, now they but, did. Now did, but I think the guests stayed in the in the resorts. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about parks. Yeah, parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closing the parks, but yeah, a lot of times. And, and Brian, you know, this is what we, we talked about this a little bit. But you know, you want to mention this, but her the the hotels, a lot of them. Now I noticed it during Ian. I don't know if you noticed this. They closed several different areas of some resorts, like the bungalows at the Polynesian. Of course, that's on water. Uh, Wilderness Lodge, you know, surrounds by a lot of trees. The uh, the cabins. Fort Wilderness, you know, I'm thinking they closed all those because the amount of trees and how a lot of these were in the trees or on water, they're closing some of those. But otherwise, the resorts themselves as a whole were are built to withstand this. Yeah, and and I think you know the, the one thing about hurricanes, and again, I, I remember um, Sandy was one, and it, it there Irene was bad too. Whereas the excessive rain then followed by the gusts. So the excessive rain makes the, the ground very soft. Then the, the gusts oh, come yeah. and they knock the trees down. Yeah. Normally a tree might be fine because it's rooted in there and the, the ground is dry. But when the ground's wet, oh, yeah. they'll give, give, and that's where the problem happens. That's the big part about it. It's like a combination package there, a power punch. And that's that's what happened. And yeah, I, we had trees fall all over the place. And um, mm. it, it was crazy. It was crazy. And that, you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage and we had a street blocked off i mean this is that's what happens in hurricanes i know i've lived through it but i i look i have my my heart goes out to all these people um it's crazy and florida gets gets like andrew to me was was devastating to florida back in the day and that was i was young for that but my mom lived down there that, then and i got to see some of that it was it was just horrible and this one Looking at these pictures, it's going to take years and years and years for these people to get back their lives. Oh, yeah. These little islands like Pine Island, which is where uh, my coworker lived. Uh, some of these islands are just wiped off the map. And it's it's so saddening. And, and like, what do you do? Like, she, I mean, not to, you know, say this to make people upset, upset or anything. But, you know, she said, I had one pair of shoes that I left in. And I only I packed two other pair. And they got ruined just by mud and whatever, you know, losing her clothes and she was in bedroom slippers. I mean, this is real stuff that's happening to these people. So, of course, sidebar, thoughts and prayers go out to everyone affected by all these hurricanes, especially Hurricane Ian as well. But, you know, wanted to point this out. If you pretty much starting with Hurricane Matthew, 
which was in 2016. So let me kind of talk about that in sooner. Yeah. 2016, Hurricane Matthew came, closed early on October 6th, and they closed a full day on October the 7th. And we already talked about Irma. That was the next year. Hurricane Dorian was in 2019. It was an early 3 p.m. closure on all the parks except Epcot. Um, that was just for one day. So they, they closed early that afternoon. And then we had Hurricane Ian. So that was the last several years. And, and I mentioned those first because you can go on YouTube and just online and look up, you know, Hurricane Matthew footage, Walt Disney World, Hurricane Irma footage, Walt Disney World, Dorian, Ian. People are posting videos from like Port Orleans French Quarter and, you know, different resorts and showing pictures. And if you're a storm buff like me, you know, this, that's the, the problem of really loving storms and loving following and watching storms and tracking storms is the hurt that comes out of it. Right. But the good part and, and the kind of the interesting part is, is tracking these systems. No, but see then, So then you look at the pandemic. Right. So you got you know, people talk about how during the pandemic, Disney, Disney lost billions. Right. And that's exactly it. Because all of those things. They all come into play. They're, they're making money off of all these things all day long. You know, obviously sporadic based on crowd size, but, you know, certain times of the year, they, they, they know how much they're going to, they're going to make. They make, you know, gazoons of money um, during those like 4th of July and, you know, um, the day after Thanksgiving and all those, those peak days. Um, regardless, they're still, they're still running the rides, right? They're still running the rides that they, like they would any other, any other day. They're putting more people on the rides, but people are buying like crazy and eating and doing all those things. Um, it's amazing. And so like one day to close down the park for one day is a big financial loss. But it also is it's, there's liability that you want to make sure you don't want anybody to ever get hurt at a park during a hurricane or doing anything like that. And um, so I think it all, you know, obviously their risk management people come to them and say, you know what, you better shut down. The, here comes a hurricane. And you don't want people um, on Astro Orbit or when when the hurricane's going on because they'll be flying off into the into the speedway or something that you can't have that but i do i will say that one of the things that that is amazing and and, and you know it's true and you know i talked before about how most buildings in florida are, are made to withstand hurricanes but all of the structure and i have this from a from a good friend who who is a cast member who who um works there currently he says that every structure on property including Cinderella Castle, Spaceship Earth, Floating Mountains of Pandora, all those ones that you would look, you would think about and say, wait a second, like the Floating Mountains, are they going to withstand it? They're all made to withstand um, high, high hurricane force winds. So there's no no danger. And the thing is, you've never heard of, you know, the ball falling over and rolling down into the lake, right? Like, could you imagine that? Like the, 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 the Spaceship Earth falls off and starts rolling, um, trampling things on its way into then falls into the lake where, where all the um, oil rigs are now. And, and then, and then you have <clears throat> the, the castle, <clears throat> a picture of a castle cracked, hanging half over. I mean, this would, this would be devastating. Um, and the fact that they are, they, they do that. Now, the thing that amazes me though, Evan is, wouldn't you want to be in the top of the castle in the suite looking out during a hurricane. Could you imagine how crazy it would look? Cause you'd be, that's about as high as you could go safely and know that you're safe. Cause if, if it can withstand, cause you've never seen in all those, all the, the storms that they get, even the flash storms that come in really quick, never had a problem, never had like windows blow out of the castle. It never happens. It's they're made so structurally sound that, that, you know, you, you never have to worry about that stuff, but it, 
probably is really cool to go up there and, and look. It, that's what that's what the world went through at that time, and it was crazy. Um, I I don't I don't think anybody ever fathoms. People sit there and they complain, hey, they had to raise prices, they had to do these things. Well, guess what? They lost a lot of money, and the fact that they actually were able to come back so quickly and again. Hey, everybody goes. Then, then, then the common thing would be, oh, Disney makes so much money anyway. Well, they didn't for that that long period of time, and they probably had they probably had to make a lot of decisions that were scary. Um, so that's that's what's crazy. That's what's crazy. And anyway, so I um I want to say too is another amazing thing about the Disney parks is that um. Every or every building in way, one way or fashion has diesel backup generators. So they're they could they could deal with power being out for a very long time. They can do that, and they've even gotten to the point where they have a system in place where they can quickly rent out more if they need to. If they need you know if something comes up that they need to get it, they have a plan in place to be able to do that. But they have diesel backups. I my whole thing was the question I asked was like let's say like the living seas. Um, you have fish, right? How do you, like, see, the animals out, the animals out in Animal Kingdom, hey, you know what? They could live for a couple of days. You know, they'll, they're, they live. That's what they, they're normally used to living outside. You know, people, they can get fed and water. That shouldn't be a problem. They, there's not a big issue with them. Um, there's no, there's no environment that could change. Yeah, they're probably not going to be happy when the, the winds are going, but animals know how to cope with that stuff. They, they're, they're, they know when a hurricane is coming. They're probably already hidden. They usually animals know about storms before, before humans do. They, they know enough to get out of the way. So uh, the animals would have been fine. Now the what would be crazy is the fish that are inside of, and we all know people that have had saltwater tanks know how important it is that the the balance of the salt with the water and the pH that it's really important to keep it accurate. If you don't, you could actually kill the whole tank. So that is super important. So if you had a problem, you lost electricity. Um, that it, it could be. Within a couple hours, you start losing certain species that are very delicate. Some some can handle anything, but some do not, and that's really important. And he said, "Oh, he said, don't worry. They have that. They've thought about that. They they, they have diesel backups all over the place. They kick in right away. They test them all the time. They do disaster recovery exercises to make sure they work. Um, they they never want to have an incident where guess what, you know." Oh, there was a power outage, and and you know, tank B, all the all the animals passed, you know, died because the salt intake uh, valve wasn't working or something. They can't have that, and and they do that. They they plan ahead, and again, these are the things that they spend the money on to make sure it happens. Um, you don't realize it, but they're prepared, and the fact that they have this other plan in place that guess what, if they need more. They can get more really quickly, and and that that's just great. That means that they plan on these things, even though it's they don't probably ever have to use it. They're ready and they're prepared for it. You, most of the time, the the first inclination is to flee, but sometimes, sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes you hunker down because hey, if I know I'm safe and I could be safe for another two days, and then I'll just go home tomorrow. That's fine. Now, you know what's very interesting is I did hear that there was a um, a tornado which doesn't happen in Florida that much in Delray beach, right. As part of that situation. So there was, that was, it, it went through a street and just like tore it up. Um, that's crazy. And now I've been in situations in two times in my life. One, one I was in, uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, um, the home of our friend Peggy Dutch. And I was there on, uh, at work and probably my first day visiting that office, 
there's a big alarm and everybody run. They're like, come on, you got to run. And we you run to this like room downstairs and it was like the hurricane room. And you, I mean the tornado room and you would go there cause there was a tornado going through town. Now it didn't come near us, but we all had to leave and do that. And I was just like, what the heck is this? What's going on? So then a couple of years later, I was um, out working with Humana out in, in Louisville, Kentucky. The first day there in that office, hurricane warning through town, they had everybody run into the stairwells. So supposedly the stairwells are made the safest and they're the, that's the best way, that's the best place to go. So we were sitting there and they put, they purposely put um, power and wireless in the stairway for when this happens. So it happens every once in a while. So everybody gets and they sit, they're all sitting on the stairs doing work. I have pictures of myself sitting there, myself do, doing that. So we stay there for a couple hours doing work inside of a stairwell writing it out because it was prepared and that and people are used to that i was not used to that um and that that is amazing to me too that like i wonder what would happen with a tornado coming through disney disney world i wonder would that would it be able to handle that i don't know because tornado is vicious for short periods and short areas right because it goes in and they don't go they don't go in straight paths but they they don't really go in wide areas they just go along one path um it could be devastating if it ever went through, but it normally wouldn't go that deep into. I wouldn't think it would go that, that deep um, into the state, but you never know. If it went to Delray Beach, I never remember hearing tornadoes in Florida, but there was one that day. So as a result of that storm, it, it triggered something. Well, yeah. So that's that's what happens is it. The east side of a hurricane is the worst. So that's the area that is going to produce the tornadoes most of the time is is the east side. And that's what you were seeing. You were seeing a lot of, when I was watching it approach the tip of Florida before it even got to Tampa, just as it was going through like you know, the Keys and stuff like that, you were already seeing localized tornadoes happening on the on the far east coast. And you know, they were giving out warnings. The Weather Channel was saying, if you're here, take cover. If you're here, take cover. So that's what a lot of those those spin-ups with that, you know, the large rotation of the hurricane system is also in those outer bands or outer arms is producing tornadoes localized in certain areas of on the on the coast. And that's exactly what was happening. As that thing moved up, you were having tornadoes and funnel movement. Even if it wasn't touchdown actual tornadoes, you were seeing rotation. And that's what they're warning against. You know, that when the Weather Channel is seeing stuff or wherever your local news is seeing stuff, they may not actually have confirmation of a touchdown. But what they're tracking is that rotation, right? So they'll say, you know, we see rotation in the area, take cover now. And, and man, look, growing up, Georgia, you know, Georgia's like the, the catch-all be-all. We'll get snow sometimes. We'll get hurricanes. We'll get tornadoes. We'll get, you know, you name it. it, it we get it. And, you know, so tornadoes are very common during this time of year. And really like summer, summer storms, summer tornadoes going into fall, then that's when the hurricane kind of threat comes along. But, you know, tornadoes, man, I was at a, uh, back when I did voice lessons, I, I was at a, my voice coach's house, which was probably two miles from my house. And my mom was like frantically calling me to come back home. And so I got in the car and man, the sky was like pitch black. And I got home and we put on the news and man, it was coming. I mean, there was only, there was probably one time 
where an actual tornado was outside of our house within viewing distance to where the trees were like bending and it was happening. Now there wasn't really much damage on our house, but it definitely got some places and, and there's a lot of tornadoes around where I live. But anyways, yeah, so it was happening on those east east band of Ian and it will happen most of the time. And that's when Hurricane Michael, when it struck the panhandle, that's why it got like Mexico Beast, Tyndall Air Force Base, Port St. Joe, um, the whole kind of Apalachicola, yeah, that right. that area of the panhandle got it the worst because it, that's the east side of Hurricane Michael. That's why I was getting it the worst because of the east side. And that's where those tornadoes were hitting and the winds were the worst. So if you're in, if you're in Hurricane, it's best to not be in Hurricane at all. But if you're in one, just try to stay on the west side of it. So the people that went like evacuated Ian up to the panhandle and up north were fine. Uh, I was, I remember on, on the evening I was, uh, checking out of my Jacksonville hotel. Uh, actually, no, when I was going, it was that, it was that afternoon because it was like, you know, one o'clock and I'm trying to evacuate. Uh, and then I got to Jacksonville. I was checking in, also checking into the Jacksonville hotel where some Orlando people. And I'm like, come on people, you're leaving Orlando to evacuate to Jacksonville. And y'all should know that the hurricane's coming here in like two days. Yeah. (laughs) I would be heading North, like getting into Georgia, getting out of this thing. So very interesting, the storms and stuff. But I want to I want to talk about kind of one last thing as we go towards wrapping it up here. And this is what I've alluded to a couple times already, and we've mentioned it. But, you know, this this is the the day everything stood still. And this was, you know, can you imagine, Brian, just like kind of put your mind like you are in Magic Kingdom, you're in Epcot, you're on a ride, you know, say you're in Spaceship Earth, say you're on Seven Doors Mine Train, or whatever, and then all of a sudden, you hear, ladies and gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond our control, Walt Disney World is now closed. Please follow the instructions of cast members and move to the nearest exit. And that's it. Crazy. And the rides get you off as quickly as possible. Cast members and security team start, you know, pointing you towards the exit, and then all of a sudden, you look over your shoulder and you see a human wall of cast members holding and linking hands together in order to clear the park. They said that they cleared the parks in 30 minutes. The parks were cleared and it was shut down. And so that was for nine 11. And you know, there's a story and this is from ClickOrlando.com, which is one of the local news stories there. Uh, it says this writer's friends were there on vacation from New Jersey saying they were staying at wilderness lodge for their fifth wedding anniversary. And so they said they were up early. They were the flag family, which, you know, you've talked about before at Wilderness Lodge. Uh, went up to the lobby, got ready, took them up the stairs. It was a great day. Got to Magic Kingdom. Uh, and then the, all of a sudden they heard park-wide announcements coming, like from cast members, saying to carry out emergency plan A. And that's when, you know, she said that there was cast members lining the street. Some of them were not in costume, but have, must, have worn the, must have been from corporate as they were wearing suits. Yeah, we took the boat back to our hotel. It was a long process, but orderly with all the parks shut down for the day. We spent the day at our hotel. We watched the news in disbelief as the rest of our nation did. It's understandable. I don't recall much else of our vacation. Then a Frontierland cast member told uh, the HuffPost back in 2011, we were told not to tell the guests what happened unless they ask us. I remember one guest asking me after I told them, and they just stood there blank faced and didn't move for a bit. I mean, can you imagine, you know, we all know where we were. Of course, I was in elementary school. (laughs) That dates me, but uh, I still remember it. I still remember being 
in fifth grade and and being in the classroom and actually it was when it happened we were in a class change and some teachers a couple teachers held us in the hall and they lined us in the hall and then several of the other teachers ran into a teacher's room and turned on the TV. And now, you know, in classroom TVs only got like maybe the news channel and then, you know, like a, a closed circuit TV, you know, if they would do like a news of the school or something like that, you know. And so they were huddled around the TV and we didn't know what happened. Of course, the buses came, they sent us home, they got us out of there. But could you imagine whatever our story is, wherever we were on that day, but being at Walt Disney World? And being on a ride or something like that, and you're being evacuated, put on a boat, you don't know what the heck's going on. I mean, this is 2001. You know, you don't have your iPhone. You can just pull out and instantly connect. Oh, and, no, I had and, a BlackBerry then. Right. And look at the and pull up a live stream of, of the towers and get instant, instant news. So you don't really know what's going on until you get back to your hotel. Say you're staying at Pop Century, which is a good 20 minutes from Magic Kingdom, and you have no idea what's going on. No, that it, would be utter, just panic to me. No, it, it other other and, and like that, that whole that whole nine eleven brings up a lot of memories to me because yes, I'm older than you, and I was, I normally would go on Tuesdays into Wall Street and um, to Ten Wall, and I didn't that day because I was the day I had taken the date the previous day off because I was working on installing my patio in my backyard and oh my gosh I, uh, I didn't finish right and, and my wife was like you gotta you gotta finish so i because I, I, I knew she knew I, she knew if i waited till the weekend it would take forever so i stayed home and i was working on the patio and i was listening to the radio listening to howard stern actually and and he was talking about it and so i go down to the the local beach and i'm looking <clears> and i see all this smoke after the first plane hit and a bunch of people are sitting on the beach, and we're and we're looking, and we're like, "What the heck's going on?" So I go back home, because I live pretty close, and and um, I call, I call my wife, and I said, "You gotta get home." It's your, you know, she was in Newark, and I said, "You gotta get home now. There's something wrong." And yeah. She's like, "Are you kidding me? Get out there and finish finish the patio. <laughs> You're just making excuses. You don't have to finish. Get out there and finish the patio." I'm like, "Okay." So I go back out, and I'm finishing, and I'm listening, and then, then the second plane hits, right, and. I, I call I call her back and she says I'm on my way home now, and you know, the sad part about this is, and again I I normally was in New York that day. I don't know what would have happened, where I would have been when this happened, or at, at any time. Um, but my sister lost her husband in, in in the tower. He was in the he was in the yeah he yeah. was in the, the second tower. The first tower was hit. They all came down. They were told to go back up. They you know they were like uh, right hey, it's all right. good go back up you know. And then the second plane hit, which is it's devastating to her and her family. Yeah, um, it, it's it's a crazy situation. It, it happens. We, you know, people live through it. It, it, it. A lot of people live through it. They've. It's obviously impacted their lives, but it's also impacted every person in the in the tri-state area because you always have that thought when you go into the city. Now you always have that thought. It's eerie yeah. to me. It's eerie, just like with these hurricanes. Like you know, again with Sandy water ocean water almost came up to our street it i don't live that close i live close but not that close yeah ocean water came almost and now we can't we can't get flood insurance because we're considered a, a flood zone because of the ocean which mm. you would never think if you saw where you live there's no way in the world this ocean would ever get there <laughs> but the, uh, the insurance companies think that but with with 9 11 the, the the thing about that is that was something no one was prepared for yeah no one knew how to react 
it was like, even when it, the first plane hit, people were like, oh, that was just probably like an accident or something. We don't know what's going on. That's exactly right. They thought no it was an accident. No one had any idea. Life was going on. But then all of a sudden, after we realized what was going on, that's when every the fear and the panic got into play. So yeah, yeah if you were at an amusement park and you're seeing these things out, because there's no TVs. I'm thinking about this too. Where would you even know? You would. There's no TVs in Magic Kingdom in any of the restaurants. Now there are some in like if you go to Epcot to some of the maybe in England in the bar there's a there's a TV. There really aren't many, so you wouldn't know what's going on anywhere unless you were in your resort hotel. Obviously, you would, but you would know. You would you would have no clue about what's happening in the in the world. That you're almost like you're almost like devoid of that. Um, yeah, it had to be very surreal and you're like what what's going on let me walk back to my resort and then you're like oh my goodness yeah then you watch it and then you know and this is interesting too so september 12th the day after the parks reopen but overnight they have put out makeshift bag screening tables because on you know the day before 9 11 they didn't do this yeah so from from this point forward they were screening bags you know this was much longer slower than what we go through today because of technology back then and they actually had Orange County Sheriff's deputies uniformed outside and inside the parks all over the place. Uh, people were being asked to remove batteries from electronics to, you know, verify they were what they're supposed to be. You know, we don't, again, no iPhones back then. So they're not asking you to remove your iPhone camera. This is like cameras and, you know, Walkmans, whatever, you know, cause I, I know I'm saying Walkmans, like it's the eighties, but you know, it was just different technology that people had that they could remove batteries from cameras, digital cameras, stuff like that. And, you know, you had dog sniffing. I mean, you, there was everything. And it just caused, it caused panic. It caused procedures to change. And that's, that's what I wanted to hit on, too, is you have a global, like, you know, terror event. You have a global pandemic. You have these hurricanes. And it causes policies and procedures to change. You know, weather events and uncontrollable events cause policies and procedures to change. I think that's very interesting. You know, I know you probably recognize this with your work, Brian, but before COVID-19, I mean, you know, people didn't really want to have a lot of Zoom calls oh, yeah. or, or Teams meetings or stuff like that. That just really wasn't heard of. But now, you know, you got a lot of customers of mine, you know, probably yours too, that, that gosh, Teams calls, Zoom calls, like that's just, that's what a lot of people default to now. Yeah, so, when, I'm, like, when I'm working at home, I have my dress shirt i i'll wear shorts but i would dress shirt just for yeah the, for yeah the, you know for the video yeah oh yeah yeah that's right it's just very common now it's so unheard of before uh the 2019-2020 time frame so um, we'll we'll wrap the show up but you know it's and, and sorry spoonies if this was a little somber some moments but you know we're just kind of presenting the facts and presenting the what ifs and you know feel free to share this week and you know we can you can kind of make it a in memory of, or, you know, uh, where was I on this day or, or kind of share how either a hurricane or nine 11 or, you know, COVID-19 have impacted you. If you were at the parks or new people at the parks, share the stories. Um, we'd love to read some of those stories. If, like I said earlier, you can go and actually look up storm footage from some of these hurricanes actually affecting the parks and people video in them, especially like uh, the reason why I mentioned 2016 and newer, that was before that they didn't close in, they had closed 2004. So you're, you're going to have a, uh, some videos with better technology in 2016 and newer from like hurricanes, uh, Matthew, Irma, Dorian, and Ian. 
So you go look those up and you can see some videos of, of some. And even some tropical yeah. storms. Like if there's some. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost get a close. Well, one thing I want to I, I really quickly before before we do finish up, there's there's one thing cool. I, I, I did find some you know research again, asking um, a friend, a friend I know. Um, he, he says that Walt Disney World has has two different components to a prep for for extreme weather you know whether it be hurricanes or or tornadoes or 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 tropical storms anything that's extreme weather um they have they have kits and they have ride out teams they have kits that are put together that contain like flashlights batteries radios um they're like emergency kits as well as any location specific material needed to batten down the hatches and and that might be anything that's anything that's on property now um they also have ride out teams that are groups of cast members who volunteer to stay on property during the storm yeah. to support the resort in a capacity related to our normal roles. Now, I know, I saw, I, I heard a big story about Vero Beach. How Vero Beach rode that out, rode out a bad storm. One one of the hurricanes. Um, I when I was there at the resort, they were telling me about what you know how crazy it was, and a couple of them volunteered to stay out there, and they did, and they and they helped they helped everything. Those. Those are very brave cast members. You'd think that they would want to. They want to leave. They stay to help people out, which is which is pretty amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Like for example, they said re- recreation cast members provide activities and things to do for the kids that are that are staying there that are bat that are hunkering down. You know, cu- cu- uh, the restaurant group will stay and prep hurricane meal kits or or storm meal kits. Maintenance will stay on to secure loose equipment and set up sandbags, etc. It's amazing that they do this stuff and they do have dedicated, responsible employees who do that stuff. You know, the local theme parks like Six Flags, those people are leaving. They're not, yeah. they're not waiting to, to help people out. Like, like this, these are Disney cast members and they, you know, they do that. And um, I just think that's amazing. And, I, and, and again, um, my heart goes out to all of you that do those kind of things and they, you care enough about people to do that. I think it's great, and I wish that they got that. Next time you're mean to a cast member, you remember that these people, they do a lot of things that they really don't need to do to help us, and uh, they don't get enough recognition for that. Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, this is volunteer bases, and a lot of them, you know, I heard one person said the head of, you know, parades at Hollywood Studios went went over there to um, one of the resorts, like an all-star pop or something was sent over there to, to just, you know, kind of man things. I mean, people, it was volunteer basis and you're given a role over there. So, I mean, it's again, remember the cast members, they're also being affected by a hurricane. They're humans too. They are just like you on property being affected by a storm, not knowing what their house is going to be like, like some people, you know, traveling there may not know what their house is going to be like, what they're going to come home to, but they're taking the time to make sure that the guest has the the best experience. And, you know, again, we end a lot of different shows like this talking about how amazing Walt Disney World cast members are and how they are what fuels the Disney World experience. So, you know, kudos to cast members. And, you know, this is a this has been a great episode, Brian, just kind of talking about the closures and what really happens and what goes through the people's minds and kind of what happened, not just Hurricane, but just different closures altogether. And, we'll kind of see how the future goes, you know, what, what could possibly happen, you know, hopefully nothing too detrimental, but it's interesting to see just, you know, kind of as a last nugget, how companies as large 
as Disney responds. I mean, you know, you can look at companies like Amazon and Google and see how they respond, but they don't have theme parks. They have, you know, massive corporate buildings and warehouses and stuff. Sure. And they'll, they deal with their employees in a certain way, but you you have this massive, you know, just entertainment venue and also it's, it's a massive company at the same time. How do they handle these things? And so it's really interesting to talk about. And in the future, we may do another, you know, episode if something else comes along that's worthy to talk about this. So yeah, I, I know we, we could we could even talk about maybe Tokyo Disney how they have to deal with Godzilla coming through every once in a while. That's, <laughs> um, you know, you just never know. They 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 obviously their their castle withstands that because it never falls down, right? I mean, it happens all the time. Every time I'm I'm up watching another one of these Godzilla movies, they're they're trampsing through the through the island there. Um, but we never hear about Disney uh, Disney Tokyo Disney getting hit, so that's good. Well, I just hope they don't decide to build a a uh, a new resort, a new DVC resort in Roswell. There you go. You know they have to worry about those alien attacks, man. That would that be would something be, to talk about. That would be a. That, but you know, how, you know, great that that the little. Um, <laughs> that would be just that would be an amazing place. He's just, the, the rooms. Oh, what a great view! Yeah, it would be great. I love that. Yeah, Toy Story alien theming would be in there somewhere. You know it. You got it. You know it. All right, ladies and gents, Spoonies, thank you so much, as always, for listening to us. We do truly appreciate it. Uh, you know, we, we see the ratings. We see the reviews. So if you'd like to add one of those yourself, just go to Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it if you would just leave a star rating, leave a review like others have. Please share the show. That's something we ask. You know, we do this for y'all. It's a hobby for Brian and I. We truly love doing this for you. And if you can't tell in our passion, then it's there. It's genuine. We do this for you. So we just ask that you share it. That's all that we ask. Um, we're also on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You can still email us, info at a spoonful of podcast.com. We'll get to your emails and we'll you know look through your show ideas, that kind of stuff. Maybe even have you on the show as a guest. If you have a topic you'd like to talk about, we are open. This is not a dictatorship or a, I don't know what you call it, two dictatorship. Um, but anyways, it's not that. We're open for ideas. There, there you go. We're open for ideas. We're open for your show thoughts, and we would love to have you on. So without further ado, broadcasting from the backside of water, until next time, we will see you then. Take care, everybody. Come winter time, the rain must fall. Till once again, the new year and the springtime call. Let's listen to the land we all love. Nature's plan will shine upon. Listen to the land, listen to the land. Let's listen to the land we all love. Nature's plan will shine above. Listen to the land, listen to the land. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a spoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization. Let's listen so our harvest time will never end. Let's listen to the land we all love. Nature's plan will shine upon. Listen to the land. Listen to the land. Let's listen to the land we all love. Nature's plan will shine upon. Listen to the land, listen to the land. Just make believe you're a tiny little seed. A tiny little seed that's reaching up.